I think you can do the intro this week when you're ready. Well, hello there, everybody. It's Eli Silverman. Here's Paul with me. We've, we've, uh, we've, uh, <laughs> say something. Say something. We've made our way, Paul, you and I, into the House of Pickles again. Come round there. Round Mount Grot Pants, the restructured Mount, Mount Grot Pants. Uh, past a little hair mound. I call it hair mound. It's a new feature. And uh, we've made our way over to the recording area of the House of Pickles. It's like a very, it's like a picnic area in a lot of ways, isn't it? An open space surrounded by mountains. That kind of picnic, picnic thing. Uh, Paul, my intro's not going very well. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? What? Then you come in with like no, no. I was letting you have it. You know, I come in with you. Often complain that I interrupt you when you're doing your thing and you want to discover the moment and what not, willy willies. But what? <laughs> okay. what, what I'm not willy even going to say anything about that. What? What? Willy willies. <laughs> you three just, sentences. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm broken. You tried to try. You tried. We're both trying. Oh. We're trying, everyone. Yes, we're, we're very we're, trying. We're tr- yes, yes, you're very trying. Well, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cheap Show, the Thank economy you. comedy podcast for I your feel ears. Safe. Yeah, make where me we feel go warm. through the parking bins, the charity shops, the uh, thrift stores, oh. the jumble sales, yes. the discount bins of oh, Great bins. Britain, and bring the treasure and the trash to you in this of me a little podcast. I am Paul Gannon and I'm Eli Silverman. Hello, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> That's my gobbits going into the... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my gobbits. Just, just before I play the intro music, I'd like you to explain why me saying what, what, willy, willy is madness. But what you just did there wasn't... I'm into it, man. Your globbits. That's even better, globbits, yeah. From, 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 from. Right. Welcome to Cheap Show. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Off-brand brand, off-brand brand, off Cheap Show. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Like Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. What a wonderful start to the episode. Oh, we're, we're still going. Yeah, we're still going. I don't stop. Paul, it's great to see you. It's so, great to see you. How are you, my best friend? Uh, <laughs> I've had. Uh... <laughs> what, you don't think you're my best friend? Paul, can we not do this now? Yeah? Do you want to step outside the podcast so well, soon? No. All right then. I know the ladder's down. I noticed that. The so, ladder is always down. Why is it always down these days? Just saves a lot of time and money. What if we had to step out? Yeah. And go on the roof? Yeah. The roof of the podcast. Special effects and sound effects and editing. It's just if I bring it down, I don't have to do any sound effects. I was up there. Last time I was up there, Yeah. Um, I was um, looking over the edge. Yeah. The edge of the podcast. And what did you see? There's a black void on every side, isn't there? What? Hang on. The podcast you... is like a train. 
It's train shaped when you look at it from when you're on the roof. I've never actually had a look because when we I go up there. What do you do when you go up there? Well, I just tend to read a book. I don't really look out. You sit outside the podcast reading a book. Yeah, when I finish editing, I just sit up there for a bit. Uh, okay. Why? What do you do? I, well, I had a little wander down, down the segments. What does this podcast look like from the outside? It's like a train floating through a black void. How long have we been here for? I don't know. Don't I'm know. frightened. What? Whatever, man. What have we got coming up on the show? Ah! You know what it is time for? Stop banging it on the mics. <laughs> I'm not banging next it on the to, mic. And next to the bloody recording equipment. You could put it on the floor it's just as tea. easily. It's my tea. Not just as easily. Let's no, be because you're fat and out of oh, shape. So yeah, that would be yeah. painful for you yeah, to do. You fat-headed cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Fuck you. You took the words right out of my mouth. You stump-handed cunt goblin. Oh, nice. I like that one. What else are you? I'm a fucking... Blobbits uh, spaffing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one? Dirtmonger. That's good, isn't it? Dirtmonger. Dirtmonger. Yeah, you're a dirtmonger. You are you're a dirtmonger. It's something weird about you, because before we do podcasts, we're, we have nice civil conversations about this, that, and quite often the other. But then as we get close to recording, it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. It's like you go, out the corner of my eye, you'll just go, eh, 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 eh. and then you'll do something weird, and then you'll laugh uncontrollably. And then by the time we start recording, you're like a monster. Well, It's like you've changed from Mr. Eli J. Silverman Esquire to... Dirty mucky, dirty mucky spoff goblin. <laughs> right. Do you know what it is time for, though? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Do 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 do. It's the source report. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Yes, in the source report. I have, I have received the legal papers, and as a result, I will be accepting all uh, source reports from now on, without question. Well, it is the will of the people. It is so, the will of the I people. Mean, I. The fact that we had to get litigious with this, I'm with sorry, you, I mean, just uh, demonstrates your bad faith. But anyway, we're going to put that aside. Thanks for joining us. Thank, no, thank you. Do you thank have you. some source-related content? Because this is, I'm just absolutely not. I have because I have to say, full source report. Yeah. Okay. At least two items on the source list. Well, let's get going, shall we? Because this is quite often for me <laughs> the most interminable part of the show. Do 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 do. Chutney update. <laughs> nah, now nah, that's not in the legal papers. It's actually a pickle. So, source it's not reports. A chutney. Chutney. Oh, then I have to step in. Oh. Uh, I only agreed to source reports. That's ex- specifically no, what the pe- legal here, people said. I'm no, sorry, but you, your lawyer. If you look here. Dropped up. No, no, no. If you look here. Yeah. On page five. I've read it. There's no mention six, of chutney updates. It says or pickle def- redefinition. Of source. No. Sources will include pickles, chutneys, what else condiments. You got? No, it doesn't say that. It says condiments, sachets. But it, it has to be sources. Look, it you says can't... soup base packets from out of noodles. <sighs> soup base packets from out of noodles I'm are gonna have to take within the remit I'm gonna let it go. of the source report. It's a full source report. I'm going to let it go now, but the, you will be hearing from Jimmy Biscuit's Esquire, my lawyer, quite soon. Hot mango pickle update. Go no, on. No change. Don't, don't, it's weird when you say things like that and then point at me as if there's I no know change. what that means. Well, that's because there's no change. <laughs> what, there's no change of what? On the pickle. On the what hot was, mango. It's sat there it? by my bed and it's Have still there. Have you mentioned there. it before? Yes. Last time on the source report. Yeah. This is the type of fucking thing I mean. Right. Next to it, down here, we've got pizza hot hot dipping sauce. Oh. I haven't actually tried that. I probably I reckon it's shitty. Yeah. And it's probably go out of date soon. Right, well, what have you got for I us was today? in the West um, End the other day, and I saw some oyster sauce. 
on discount. So it's cheap show related. Thank right. you, Eli, for including a cheap item. Oyster sauce. Thai taste. So this is Thai oyster sauce. Right. You can use it for stir fries, marinades, and dips, Paul. What kind of dips? The ones where I slather my whole genital set in glue. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please just once at least do something with your ass? You know, no, it doesn't have to be no. genital or ball bag or well, shaft. For dipping it does. It's hard to dip your or, ring into something, isn't it? That's why I'm thinking of the could, actual physical. You, you could know, take a cotton bud, dip it in the hot sauce, pull apart your bottom cheeks, and just slowly <laughs> bathe the anus with the hot sauce wow, on that, the end. I bet of people the do that. Bud. Who into yeah. ass pain? Yeah. Oof. Would you like to go? No, I would not like do, to go. Do, do, do hot arse report. <laughs> no. You sure? Yes. Uh, the sauce report is almost at an end, so if you can control yourself. All right, yeah. Yeah, oyster sauce, pound ninety-five, which is a good price for that, of that quality. How, how many millilitres or whatever? Um, they... Let's have a look here. Uh, 200. 200, wow. And the thing is with oyster sauce, you don't want to buy a bigger bottle than that because you use it once... On some vegetables, very nice, you know, yeah. Chinese style veg. Just add it at the end, little dash. It's pure umami magic, really. Yeah. Um, but then you tend not to have something that that needs it again for a long time. And if you, you know what I mean. So you might as well have a small one, so you don't waste it's as too when it goes rich. that day. Well, you just don't use it that often. I right. don't use it that often. So if I had a big bottle, I will only use a little bit before it all goes out of date. So yeah. you might as well have a small bottle, so you're wasting right. this. That's uh-huh. what I'm trying to say, uh-huh. Paul. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to say. And the last item. On the source roster oh, today, yes. source report. It's just just something I picked up, Paul, uh, that I just thought would mention. It's fucking great. Barbecue yakiniku sauce. That's very easy for you to say, but what is it? It is very similar to um, what's that uh, more famous uh, Japanese uh, sauce? Oh, uh, the one they put on uh, jerky. Yeah, yaki yakisoba. No, that's no. the noodles. Oh God. It's like that. Curry, curry Yakiniku. Okay. What is it? I said it all the time for yeah. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know I can't remember it. Yeah, it's teriyaki. Like teriyaki. Thank you. Sorry. Fuck yeah. me. Sort of similar to a teriyaki, but this has a hint of garlic. Okay. And this is just, and you can use it uh, just to put it on like uh, meat that you've done, like pork. I had it on some pork. Yeah. Let me say, flavor explosion, kaplawi, right. umami, umami. So, out of the two bottles you've got today, what is your hot recommendation? It would be, my recommendation would be this. It's a company called Yutaka, Barbecue Yakiniku. Wow. Well, there you, you go, ladies bottle. and gentlemen. I hope you like enjoyed that. Like a small that. bottle, because you I get lots, lots less waste. Great. And um, if you're interested, what happens no with that? No one is interested. With the hot mango pickle, whether there might be a little reduction in that next, next report, or it might have gone up. I might have spooned some extra pickle into it. Right. I might be smuggling chutney into the room. Yeah. What a horrible idea. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, it goes up. on. I've got some smuggling chutney. Uh, also. You want to see what I smuggle in my chutney? I think. Uh, Dog I've, eggs. I've got cream and chive dip. Did you try and do. <laughs> did you? You did. You tried I did a little dip. bit of Uncle Grumbly. Right. Tell him to leave. No. Please. No. It's the end of the sauce report. Cream and chive dip there, Paul. Oh. From McDonald's. Sorry. I've got a sauce that's similar. It's called cheese and clive dip. Yeah. Yeah. And what's in that? Cream and the spoff of a man called Clive. Does it have to be? Do you have several Clives or is it one man? What? A couple of Clives. You've got a couple of Clives. Where were they kept? Oh, in a shed. Oh, yeah. Where's this shed? I milk them. Right, so they With are they free? Mouth. Uh, <laughs> are they free to leave? Uh, no. All right. 
Hello, one who. I think Mr. Grumbly. They're at me. Mr. Grumbly, I refuse to call you uncle because I don't believe your activities are avuncular in any way. And I think if you've got something to say about, you know, holding people hostage as sex slaves so you can mouth milk them. Oh, it's all for the greater good, isn't it? Of what? Your your cream and Clive sauce. sauce. (laughs) Disgusting. No, literally disgusting. That's the end of the source report, Paul, for today. I'm just trying to... Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thought sorry. we weren't going to do this this I week, know. Paul. Oh, Come I on, just man. have such a laugh. Good. I have so much joy. Oh, my goodness. It just brings me so much joy what? to be mucky. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just so nice. Okay, good. Right, ta- now it's time for Tales from the Dance Floor. Ah. Ah. Eli has brought yet more content to the show, so let's see where and and indeed what happens on the dance floor tonight. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, yeah. Um, just, well, it's been a while since you've done one of these, isn't it? Hasn't it? Wasn't it? This isn't much of one. I'm just trying to keep this segument alive. Right, good. I was DJing last night. Yeah. I just started. Yeah. Yeah. I just started. So what what's your starting routine? When when you get started, what what's the first few tracks you play by <laughs> and large? Usually stuff that I'm into presently, but that um fits the remit of the club still. Also, and doesn't also isn't something that anyone would really be interested in. Certainly not a get up and dancer. Yeah. Just something pleasant, nice background. Just stuff I just want to play, but yeah. Yeah. But then you do have to build it. But you start at nine when people are still eating. Yeah. And you're not you know, you're not trying to smash the dance floor. But I was in a different venue mm. last night in Brixton, and there it's actually more of a no one's eating upstairs at that point, and it's just okay. a room above. It's like a gig room, yeah, above the bar, you know, yeah. So it's a bit more sort of. <laughs> it was a bit more like pressure to play something that they danced to immediately. Okay, the lights go down almost immediately, and then it's like, yeah, you're on, yeah, right. So but the manager did. Um, uh, who I know from another venue. Yeah. It was nice to see him working there. Reassured me, because I haven't played this venue for over a year. And mm. uh, He reassured you that, what, it'll be fine? Yeah, everything will be fine. And was it? Yeah. Great. Well, it's great tells no, the dance floor, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on. He said to me, do me a favour, you know, it's nine, just... Just but, give, it start, a, give start, it a... No, he did not do anything like what? that. You're talking about real people who you're going to libel. You don't know what I was going to say. You can slander real people you in my life. You know what I was going to say, do I? Do you? You was going to say something about... I was going to say, suck him off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, keep it mellow. Please, do me a favour. At first, just keep it mellow. Okay. Gonna... And so, you know, that's always good to hear. Yeah. So, I was keeping it mellow. Like I say, playing tunes that I've picked up recently. Yeah. I've bought some sort of stuff. You know, I'm always... Nice, mellow, stuff. background. Sort of soul. Not but yeah, Nice. Soul stuff. Gentle. Not, it's not really gentle. It was funky, oh. hard, oh, hard right. and funky, some of it. But... No, the volume I'm keeping, whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's for the venue. I'm just helping pad out this story. It's suitable for the I'm venue. I'm just helping pad out this story. So some guy... So it still counts as Some content. guy at the front of this... Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, some guy... At the, this is the meat of it now. The, the meat us? <sighs> yeah. That could be... No, g- sorry, you know what? No. <laughs> no. Don't try and defend that. Just move on. All right, thank you. Uh, so there's a guy at the front of the stage. He's like, ah, la, shouting at me. I can't hear him. Yeah. And I'm like... So the sound guy's on the stage. I go, could you ask him what he wants? Yeah. I'm like, you know, maybe he's asking when the band starts or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And he, he came back to me, the sound guy, and literally said, he wants you to play 
September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, it's like nine twenty. Was he having? A, was he desperate to hear his one song and then his go? His one song at nine twenty. You know what I mean? So you could just, just. I was like, tell him to fuck off. Obviously, did he didn't. He? No, because it's just like, oh fucking, you know, Mark. What? That's what you want to do. You want to go out, hear your one shoe that you go, and then fuck off at nine twenty. You fuck. What's that one? That go? What's the go like September? Do you remember? Yeah. That's the one, yes. Yeah, it's a huge disco. It's a huge sort of disco hit. And I used to... Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's great. Yeah. It's a great tune. Um, And it was released uh, just as a single by itself. That's how good, strong the songwriting was at that time. Didn't come out on an album. No. No, that wouldn't have been a thing. Still. No, it was a thing. Mid seventies, yeah, late mid to late seventies. Earth, Wind, and Fire. He was just on such a roll, the guy. Yeah, Morris White. But what at that era though? What was what was leading what? Was it the albums leading the singles, or the singles leading the albums? Like after a couple after a couple of singles, they get compiled into an album, then released. Yeah. Or it was like an album first, and then they scattered. they were like an album group, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, but he was just in so, so, so had so much going on, so many tunes. That yeah. He just said this is just a single, and it was huge. Fine, and it's still huge nowadays. But I just can't the guy just have a little bit of what? and then so patience, yeah, or whatever, just some class, man. Maybe he just wanted to get it in he early. Was so unclassy. Did he want it right then? So and there. what's the what? What's he trying to do? What's your fucking? What are you trying to do tonight? You're you trying think- to pull. You know what I mean? You're trying to pick up a woman. Is that what you're trying to do? Well, then you wait for the slower songs or the grindy but he, songs. But he needs a song where he can go, I know this, I'm shaking, yeah. to try and, you know, show he's cool or something. Or you oh, heard it on a movie soundtrack. I just, I don't know. Sometimes play, I despair. Play that song from Boogie Nights. Yeah. You know the song from Boogie Nights? Yeah, yeah. I watched that film. But that becomes shorthand now. For They don't even say the name of the song. They'll say no. the name of the movie. So they go, play Dirty Dancing. Play Magic Mike. Yeah. Play magic, but exactly. Mike. <sighs> you just people reveal themselves so quickly. Play that them. one from Kosi Van Tootie. Yeah, yeah. You know. Na, 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 na. What's that? I don't know if that's from Kosi Van Tootie. Uh, what is, that's an opera. Yeah. What, this I, was trying to, I was trying to lift. We need to lift it. Lift it. Oh, right, that's the only above Spoffy Wanky Poo Poo's and stuff like that. Well, I haven't mentioned Spoff in at least three minutes while I've been describing this Tales from the Dark. Is that, is, is that the end of the story? Yes. You just were disappointed by, yeah, what And then much. he shouted it at me again. Not, yeah. And I did the, the slit throat sign. What, in. someone killed him? No, I did the Can slit throat. Can you imagine throat. if you did that by accident? Like, you just went, and then the bouncer walks up and just snaps his neck. Why would he and do does, that? And then puts his thumbs up at you. The bouncer wouldn't be a good bouncer. Imagine the bouncer was crazy. Well, and I snapped. set him off. Yeah, by doing this thing. It would have he happened like, before. He yeah, would have seen like, that before. Do Someone it. else would have done do it before, it. Paul. And then Someone he else would have done it before. Neck, and then he goes, Thank People you. would know he wouldn't be a bouncer. People would you know there's know. a problem. Someone maybe would have gone wanking to him and he'd be like, oh, pulling yeah, their dick off. Maybe he was he'd sitting there. their fucking old dick No. If someone did the wanker sign at him. No, maybe. He would have done it before. Or someone would have just gone, tapped their head and he would have gone over and... Nub, nub their head. No, I'm thinking at this time of night, head he's back. probably been quiet for him, but he's been stewing over the day. His girlfriend cheating on him. His money not coming through. He shouldn't have done this. Oh, no, he broke that. What's going on? The bar staff are getting on his lips slowly but surely, but don't worry, Eli's all right. Who's this dickhead bothering my mate Eli? Oh, what's all this? Oh, what? You want me to break his fucking neck? All right, yeah, I'll do it then. <laughs> I thought for you, Eli. It. I'll fucking do it for you, Eli. I'll walk over. Ah, <laughs> oh, this feels right. This feels right. Snap. <laughs> this Eli, right. that was for you. You, Eli. And I'm looking at you and I want you to say thank <laughs> you. 
And do you? Yeah, no. And then what do you do? What would, do you do in that moment? I would call the police on my mobile phone. Yeah? He starts walking over to you. What do you do then? I would actually try and get off what are you the doing, I'm I did this. I did this for you. I'm what are you running doing? away from him. You're running away from him? Yes. It's a bit cramped at the DJ booth. No, he's a lot. There's a whole crowd he's, he's in there. And closing to... Someone's already screaming. No one's screaming, noticed. The music's yeah, playing. No, no one. I have noticed. You're pan- it's, it's your time. So I don't go along with this narrative. Gone, gone I'm not far. going along with this narrative. You've gone too far. He comes up to you. Give me the phone, Eli. No, I'm just checking Just checking Twitter. Give me... He doesn't know my name. 999 is a Twitter, is it? He doesn't... How can he know my name? How does he know my name? How does he know me? Everyone knows Eli's the most popular no, I, DJ I in the there. bar. I told you, I hadn't been there for over a year yeah, and a half. Yeah, they reckon. How did they do? They heard of your legend. This is in they, totally... That's why he was so enamoured by seeing you, this, this guy. He was oh, enamoured by seeing you. Meanwhile, there were people screaming, the bodies on the floor. What do you do? The... What have you done, Eli? What have you done? Nothing. I've done nothing, Paul. No more questions, Your Honour. Right. Can we... What? You've ruined it. Why? You've ruined... You've had a fair go at ruining both my segments. Yeah, my opening little. Which one did I ruin best? I think I ruined Source Report best. <laughs> Let's just do the rest of the fucking show. Yay! Cheap show. <laughs> Down goes the throttle. No power or batteries are needed to send those GT racers zap, zap, zapping. Zap, zap, racetrack. Round the bends, over the bumps, and through the zigzags. Zap, zap, racetrack. There's all the thrills, chills, and whoops, spills of a real road race. Remember, Zap Zap Racetrack needs no batteries or power, just two fast drivers. Zap Zap Racetrack from Berwick. Zap Zap Racetrack. You can make a badge with a big badge factory. There's so much you can make with a thing or two. You can cut out a snowflake or a fruit from a zoo. You can pretend to be a singer. You can pretend to be a star. Maybe a musician or a creature from Mars Because you can make a badge With the Big Badge Factory Big Badge Factory comes with six reusable badges And 18 starter ideas It's ideal What have you got there, Paul? Marty, we gotta go back to the yeah. We're going back to the 80s hey. this week. We spent 20 minutes talking about everything but what the episode was going to be about, but we are today going back a little bit to the 80s. We're going to dive into a few things that I found at charity shops. No games, no little rules. It's just a little grab bag of things I've got in charity shops that we can talk about that have a kind of late 70s, 80s flavour. Mm. Now, you know, the more you kind of grow old and you look at that period of time... yeah. You know how they say, like, uh, the 60s didn't really end until about 72 as a sort of cultural decade. And the no. 70s didn't really end until maybe 80, 81. But there is this sort of crossover. Late 70s, early 80s has its own vibe in itself, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? That five-year period, maybe from 77 to 83, has a whole sort of... A real sort of... It was like disco and like uh, fighting with punk and rock. And, all of that. And new romantics coming in It was an interesting time in music because it was another was time through. when a lot of music genres were melding yeah. and sort of like similar to the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ultimately, Stockaker and Warn- or Waterman they won. won that but battle. But they, they came in sort of 83, didn't they? That sort of yeah, dominance. Maybe that kind of that. That sort of really cheesy uh, corporate sort of electronic pop. Yeah really only started to kick in 83. All of that early electro-pop stuff was kind of weird and experimental, wasn't it? And the, the new romantics and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flock of Seagulls, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what we're going to start this segment off they with... Were, they weren't very good, though. 
Who Flock of Seagulls? Yeah. No, they only had that one song, wasn't it? What, what Runaway? I'm talking more about like early Human League and stuff that was. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, Major yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. What was Major's boat group called? <laughs> no, that's that's Sparks. Yeah, but that was kind of part of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's a strange moment in pop, wasn't it? Right, we're going to go and crack on because the segment. Have you even announced this object? No, yet? I'm going to do it now. Do it now. So, what spurred me to make this episode a little bit '80s flavored was. Mm. A few weeks ago, me and my girlfriend went to Brighton. We went back to, uh, what is it? Robber's Cove. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You know what's really amusing is Smuggler's your com- Run. complete inability to remember the name of that. Is it Smuggler's Run? No, it's nothing to do with pirates or smugglers. Buccaneers Cove. No. You're not trying Ali that. Bar Cave. Just try. Just look. Just... Take a moment and right. try to remember what that name of that shop in it's, Brighton. It sounds like it's a word like it's, it's like, a two word, two, like, what two mm, syllable, one syllable. Yeah, it's like a fuggler's bugger. Yeah, it's that something's kind of something. Yeah, as in something's belongs to something. Uh, uh, bug, uh, I don't know. Just tell me, Snooper's Paradise. Snooper's Paradise. <laughs> smuggler's Den. Snoop, smuggler's Den's a better word than Snooper's no, Paradise. Not. It's got nothing to do with smugglers. It's been the most of my life living in the Snoopers <laughs> paradise. Anyway, you, you know it used to have a turnstile that shop. You used still to actually, does. Yeah, but you used to actually have to pay a quid to yeah. get in and then pay shitloads of money yeah. for a badge or something. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a rip off is what I'm saying. Can be it, a bit of a rip off. The thing is, when we were there, it is yeah. an interesting shop though. And if you're into old tat, it's just like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a paradise. Walk, it's a Snoopers paradise. You can, yeah, you can walk there around you and enjoy yourself, can't you? Oh, that's what it means, I guess. Yeah, I just put that together. And yeah, Perhaps you will remember it now. Yeah, maybe. Odds aren't good though, no, are they? So, <laughs> so uh, we went back there and we had a little look around. Yeah. But on a shelf, this what I'm holding fell down the back. So I reached for it and grabbed it, and it is a looking televisual annual 1988. Now, what this is is an annual, but it kind of sums up all the news stories of 1988. So it's like a kind of best of that year. Was looking a TV mag? Yeah, we've covered looking before way back yeah, when it was on the purely, show. His focus was TV. It was a TV Times for kids. Yes. So it had schedule of kids programming, articles, interviews, games. Pop stars. Comic strips, facts. Yeah. All these kind of things. You loved it. I love it. I've got a nice little collection. I'd like to buy more. But well, this I, is a nice item for the collection, isn't it, Paul? Well, before... I'll tell you why I bought it, though, because it was expensive. You go there, and if you go to any other charity shop, a quid maybe for this? Yeah. It was £4. Yeah, it's because right? they know... It, it's not a charity shop, is but, it? It's they, they're selling it as an antique yeah. rather than a piece of charity. Because it's a shared space, isn't it? Like lots of people own that space. And it's they like a little, little indoor market if it works as, doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone has their own little pitch. So when there. you buy something from a particular corner of it, it's got a code or something that they put in. That means that Yeah, seller, and there must be some kind of system whereby the, they split the profits yeah. or something, or the owner of the actual building gets a, yeah. a share or something. Who something. knows? Who knows? But that's the kind of the weird operating system. Yes. So I was... I was not keen to buy it for £4, but then on the front page, I was suddenly aware that I had to buy you it. You had to buy it. And it's you're going to look at it and go, well, what's all this? What are you looking at? This is a, a photograph of a TV studio. Yeah. Um, and you can see the boom camera, sort of boom on a boom coming through. Yeah. And uh, it's in some kind of like house set or something. It's sort of a, a house yeah, set. There's a kitchen there, yeah. and there's a desk. You the think, scene they're filming, there's an actress sitting at the table. They're filming a scene in a sort of and office. You think, why, why is that so interesting to you, Paul? A sneaky, and I'll read what there's yeah. a caption as well. 
a sneaky look behind the scenes at Do It, where Sheila Gilby puts together her magazine. Find some fascinating Do It type things to do on pages 14 and 66. So, years ago, I vividly remember a programme on children's ITV called Do It. It's about these people who put a magazine together, and the magazine is full of things you can do. So you know all the segments Are of Blue Peter? Are they children who put the magazine together? No, it's not it's like adults. Press Gang. No, it's like an adult. So it's kind of like half... It's, was it's, it's it for bit... kids? Yeah, it was so what... children's ITV. So what was to appeal for kids of bouts of adults putting together a magazine? <laughs> well, think about it this way. Imagine the bits in Blue Peter where they build Tracy Island or they build a little gadget or right. Christmas decoration. It's that with... But with a kind of a narrative over it. Okay. Where there's, like, people are trying to build a magazine every week and here's what okay, they Okay, so there's, it's sort of educational yeah. almost, right? So I remember for years going, that I, show exists. I've got no, absolutely, absolutely zero fucking knowledge no one or recollection. ever remembers this. Yeah. And I've looked for it on on internet. Not good. Not Nothing good. pops really? up. And I remember because Looking came with a free pull-out section one month, uh, one week. Yeah. That was a Do It special. And you pulled it out and it was a Do It magazine with a logo, with a logo from the TV show. They were really and loads pushing of Do things It, to do. weren't they? What, what channel was it on? Was CITV. It? Okay. So whatever your re- commercial your local ITV channel was. Right. So I was like, this exists. No, it doesn't. I remember even asking Pat Sharp about, does he remember Do It? And he was like, nope, don't remember it at all. Although it would have been about the same time. This is 1888. I mean, he must have known a lot about what was on TV at the time. Well, maybe, but I'm still... Because he was on TV. Was he a bit on the... Was he on the the snorties and the drinkies? Why? No. Come on, they all were. I don't know. I, I, right, look, put it that way. I'm not about to right now say, oh, yeah. Hasn't he had his struggles? Hasn't he? I don't think so. (laughs) So I'm trying to make a drama just, out of the man who Well, just, you just imagine anyone who's still around will have sort of overcome some kind of crippling look, alcoholism. I'm not saying he... <laughs> Am I just cynical? Yeah, totally you're cynical. really cynical. But, you know, if you want to imagine Pat Sharp snorting a line of cocaine off a prostitute's arsehole... I do, I do. <laughs> then great, you do that. <laughs> Why you pour your jasmine and gunpowder tea? Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. No, it's really given me a, like, a nice alarm. So I bought this to just prove the existence of this fucking show, do Brilliant. it. That's worth four quid. Well, and if you go to another page here, look. Is this now the do it section? There's a do it section. So in, ha- the, in this annual, it's a hardback. Yeah. You've said that, have you? Yeah. I, I love just to say about the cover, it's in very good condition, this. Very good condition. Dare I say mint on card? No, it's not on a card. It is made of card. It's not even mint. Listen, if I'm. It's just in good you condition. You know what I'm trying to do? It's Paul. just in good condition, You know what Eli? I'm trying to do with my mint on card? Thing. Make yeah. it a saying or a t shirt. Yes. Make it generally mean good condition more generally. When you just describe any object. Well, you could say, oh, she was gorgeous. She was mint on cards. Yeah. In, or, no, she'd be new then. Oh. That wouldn't be good. Maybe. That's like a, saying she's a virgin, which is just No, horrible. no one's thinking that. You thought yes, that. Yes, I didn't. I know, you, you just said that. that. I didn't. No, yes, you did. I was just I was saying, just thinking through the fucking logic. Cool. I was thinking through. She's mint through. on card. She's cool. She's what would mint, what would mint on card mean? She's in excellent condition. No, it doesn't though. Or does he it? is in excellent. It means condition. unopened. That person. It is means in ex- unopened. That's what your weird no, fucked up interpretation. It mint doesn't. on card means unopened. No, because you can buy comics that are in brilliant ten point zero condition that have been opened and read potentially. And they are once. are they mint on card? Well, probably yes, because they got a 10.0. they actually have a backing card, don't yes. they? And they're mint on it. Yes, they are actually mint. On card. I hate <laughs> this conversation. Give me back the app magazine. It's in good nick, this looking. And the cover has got lots of boxes, a grid of nine boxes with stars of the day on. Now, should we go through these quickly, Let's Paul? go. Well, we can come back to the do it. Don't worry. Yeah, I've we got, have I'm to. I'm putting that 
We've got a lot to get I'm through. I'm putting that in the Rolodex. All right. All right. In the cheap show fact box. Uh, we've got, from left to right, top row, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Great, great cartoon show. Strong opening for that yeah. row. Next picture along in this grid on the cover of the Looking Annual. God, you dragged this out. Just read out nine names. No, I'm no, This is. I'm enjoying this, Paul. I'm enjoying myself. Go Can on. I? Yeah. Am I allowed to? No. For once? Go on. At least I'm not losing my, my shit like a cackling maniac. I just Come want to apologise to everyone. Come on. Next box along. Yeah. Is it going to be stronger or is it going to be weaker? It's Alf. This row is looking extremely good so hey, far. I'm Alf. You've got Inspector Gadget, Alf. Third box. Bit of a sharp dip in quality. Bobby Davro. Bobby Davro. <laughs> and that's about the weakest box on the whole... No, actually, I can see what's coming. <laughs> this is like your... This this grid, Paul, is like your dreams, your half-fevered dreams after watching oh, yeah. Bullseye Marathon yeah, for 10 hours is. and falling asleep it at four is. in the morning. This is like what goes through your head. So yeah. on to the next row, we got Annika Rice. From Treasure Hunt. And she's looking... Very nice there. There's a nice big segment on treasure hunt in that section. Next, well. this row taking a turn. Yeah, well, depends, but I like them. Uh, who's that? Little and large. Cannon and ball. Sorry, I always get them confused. Now, they're the quality little and large, cannon and ball. No, they're not the quality little and large. They're just a good double act that isn't little and large. Right, okay. All right? But why do I have them in this, those two double acts in the same because box the in my 80s mind? Because the 70s and 80s were all kind of, how do we else? fill in the gap of Morecambe and Wise? Yeah, but who else was there? Who was big as them, cannon and ball, or little and large? There was no one else, was there? So those are the two Ronnies. Uh, two Ronnies, yeah. We'll who kept going that. for a while, didn't they? Yeah, that's a good point. Fry and Laurie. In the modern era, who have we had? Mitchell and Webb. Uh, yeah, I guess. They're more sketchy, though, aren't they, than an they're actual really double a, act? Yeah, they're not really a double act. I don't see them as an act that... You like, know what I mean? They are not. They're more yeah. of a sketch Thick duo. And Bob. Thick and Bob is probably uh, yeah, like that's the a double act, yeah. Great classic. Sketch duo, I'd say, Mitchell and Webb, aren't they? Yeah. They're a sketch duo. Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> The third box in this row is an athlete of some sort. Yeah. Uh, no, isn't that Torville and Dean, isn't it? Let's have a look. It's definitely Jean Torville, or what she's called. Hazel Dean. What are they called? Jimmy Torville and Hazel Dean. Hazel Dean? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a singer. She goes, tell it yeah, to my heart. Tell it to my heart. Tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one. Is this really love or just a game? That is peak that's 80s a great, spot. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, before we go any further, <laughs> right. I did think if someone had to say to me, if someone asked me... Isn't that Taylor Dean? Oh, yeah. It's Taylor Dean. It's, uh, Taylor Dean. I think it's Hazel Dean is the one out of Torville and Dean, isn't it? I don't know. Well, I'm just explaining what the... What did you want to say? Anyway. We're going off track already. We're bouncing ah, I'm around. I'm enjoying it. I'm immersed in nostalgia. What was I saying? About, you said... That makes me... We said it's great 80s pop. Oh, yeah. I said, if someone said to me, who is the artist of the 80s? Not the best artist, not like the most prolific artist, not the richest. Like, which epitomizes the 80s? Epitomizes 1980s music. I, I thought there's only one person. Who do you think it is? Give me one guess. Um, or maybe have a suggestion yourself. Like a singer. Are we talking about one singer? An artist, one a person's singer. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is the the eighties? Is it like Sunita? I'm thinking like worldwide. Madonna. Okay, my suggestion. Madonna is the biggest. Well, here's my suggestion. Phil Collins. Yeah. If you play a Phil Collins song, or maybe even Genesis, is extremely it's 80s. drenched in eighties, yes. especially that drum sound he made. You know that whole. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just thought, yeah, you could play an eight, a Phil Collins song <laughs> to an alien go, there's the 80s, that's it, in three and a half minutes. There's certain Phil Collins songs that I just would never want to hear again, though. You no, know I, I agree mean? with I really that. Wouldn't I agree with that. Ever again. Yeah, I agree with that. Susudio. Oh, fuck it, off. Susudio is no, awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah I love great. that. No, I was going to say. That's, All right, that was, that's in the good pile. That's in the good pile. Uh, what's that one? Take a look at me now. Take a look at me now. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't need that. I'm I don't need that. Just this space. Right, where's the magazine? Look no, it. Look, here we go. So, that's that row. Oh, God, we haven't even got to the bit where I want to talk Annika about. Annika Rice. Another, another athlete. And, large, and then we got another athlete. Is that Sebastian Steve Coe? Steve Cram or oh, Sebastian Coe? No, it's 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 Coe. It's Cram. It's Steve Spam. Steve Cram, who won, won some races, didn't he? Was yeah. a British champion. Then that is Five Star, the whole five of Five Star. star there. They were like massive for a year. Like the biggest a thing year, in the world bit, yeah. for a year or two. In, and I think they hit. They were British, weren't they? Yeah. So I, I don't think they, they got uh, any hits in the States. I think that was their issue. I think they wanted to be the next Definitely. Jackson 5. Well, they, I mean, there's no doubt about it. They were completely modelled meticulously after yeah. the Jacksons. Jackson well, unfortunately, five. they kind of had that didn't 1980s have the, didn't Motown have the tunes. sound, yeah. which was that MD But kinda... they stock Aitken and Waterman. I don't think so. The, really? Yeah. Anyway. And then we've got, who's that? Jimmy Cricket. Jimmy Cricket. Hell, it's the way I tell him. He's he a, was a He's comic. a comedian who was He was famous, a gagsmith. And he was famous for like... Was he like a like... Jimmy Carr of his time, in a way? No, no, no. Because he was more like... He, he was played safer? Up, he played up the stereotype of the stupid Irish. So, like, you know, like, everyone has that oh the Irish is stupid yeah he kind of came on as a stupid Irish and kind of like claimed that stupidity yes. so uh, there's a bunch of his jokes shall I read some out to oh, you oh god here we go I'll even I'm do it in the voice forward. no Jimmy Cricket's favourite funnies oh, a diddly no, diddly don't, diddly please, don't come diddly. here there's more that's his catchphrase wasn't yeah, it yeah. come here there's more yeah come here there's more yeah come here okay there's more right, here we go I'm just going to read one random What do you get when you cross a dog with a cat? Um, there is a dog. There barking. is a dog. Doesn't like this joke. I wish the bats would come back. What do you call? What do you get if you cross a dog with a cat? It's the way you tell him. Uh, I don't know. A dog that fights with itself all day. That I bet that's not even one of his jokes. These are just cracker jokes that the, the looking researcher has just sort of sourced. Waiter, like. waiter, you've got your thumb in me soup. Don't tell everyone. They all want my thumb in them. No. But this one is. That's all right, sir. It's not hot. I'm oh, a, oh, oh. That's, that is just pure ancient dad joke. What did you get when you cross a cock -a cockerel with a poodle? A cockapoo. A cockapoodle do. Oh, yeah. Come here, there's more. No. 50 more. What did you Fuck get? Fuck off. What did Humpty Dump? Where did Humpty Dumpty put his hat? Up his ass! <laughs> Humpty Dumpt his hat on the wall. <sighs> so he did. Diddly diddly, come here. There's more. Diddly Stop diddly it. diddly. Why do Boy Scouts get dizzy? Because they fucking spoff in socks. <laughs> <laughs> they spoff on each other's mess kits. Because they do a good turn every day. Diddly diddly, come here. There's more. No, there's not. Have you heard the one about the empty house? Yeah. I killed someone and left them in the basement of it. Then I spoffed down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those basement stairs. I'm just like spoffing into the dark. Knock, knock. All right, I've had enough, Paul. I actually have had enough. Can I'll we... make it a little bit blue for the audience. I'm going to go up. If... if you want to join knock, me. Knock, knock, knock. Who's this is there? one for the adults, no. this one. Knock, knock. 
Who's there? Felix. Felix who? Felix, my balls, I'll spoff on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've ruined it. You've ruined the tension. <laughs> now, let's go back to the do it. Bit. So do it, yeah. There's a couple of pages in here where they give you a few do it to do. Ah, so it was that kind of kids thing, but there was a drama. There was a drama associated. Yeah, with it. Just have a quick look. Tell us what we can make. These are it's an illust- three illustrated panels uh, yeah. that have uh, make it is the first one, handshake machine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the handmake machine uh, basically hand machine. is like a pressure gauge, isn't it? It's like you, you fill up like a balloon or a thing, and you squeeze it as hard as you can to make the liquid go up the tube and this is it's something to uh, measure the strength of your grip yeah ostensibly so I think you squeeze a tube and that forces the liquid up through a pipe and then yeah. you can measure how yeah. firm your grip you is you know what's also quite amusing to me is it's a illust- wank grip yeah, machine yeah. it totally is and he's joshing off it <laughs> yes. uh, it's all spooge coming out the end of that nozzle as well it's glue basically. yeah yeah, it's glue yeah it? it is yeah it's glue not everything's spoff Paul, it's just a mark on a page not I mean, everything you know. is spoffy like I think a lot of stuff is though it's not though it's not <laughs> your you bedroom be, maybe you'd be surprised uh, right. yeah, that's the horrible part isn't it um, there's all kinds of gloopy stuff all over this shop talking to the mic who's God. that guy where do I recognise that guy from I don't know uh, the next one try it yeah. Message on a stick. I thought it said massage on a stick, which would be, again, involving spots. Spot. So, <laughs> no, this has got... Deeper. To say, we obviously have pictures of all of the stuff that we cover in the show. Yeah. On www.thecheapshow.co.uk. Thecheapshow.co.uk if you want to see this. Um, but these illustrations are very much in a viz. They're giving me a viz kind yeah. of style, you know? Yeah. So what's the last panel there? Eat it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Make it, try it, eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now I think one day we'll be doing another video. The for ultimate YouTube. ice cream. Yeah, with a little help from Norman. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello, Norman's ice cream is one of my favourite. Oh god, look, we didn't. What? Now were those little tr- those? Do you remember those being in the magazine that you yeah mentioned? yeah yeah? And there's also oh, okay. how to make um, homemade chips from potato skins and things like that. I think there's another one towards the back. I'll That's nice. Deep fried, quickly. deep fried potato skins. Yeah, or, like you put them in the oven or something and roast them, and like the skins that you shave off a potato they go become all crispy. crispy. Yeah, uh, and they so probably they got good good for you as well. Some more do it, eat it. So they had to make some milkshakes. Oh, they've got more. There's more. Yeah, try Two it. pages. Make a treat and a ladder from rolled up paper. Do you know that thing where you roll up paper and then you cut it then you stretch it out into yeah. a, like a big palm tree kind of thing? Right. Oh, yeah. Or a ladder. That's a, a, that, I've never seen the ladder, but I've seen that palm tree before. And then there's a... Make... These are just typical in all sorts of books for kids' activities yeah. at the time, weren't they? And the best one, make disappearing ink. With lemon juice. Or... Vinegar. Or... No. Man batter. There is not. You can get that man batter. And you can. You can use sperm to write secret messages. Oh, fuck off. Secret messages like two pints of milk, please, today. No. <laughs> I want to see some evidence. We of need this. cat food. You're not. This isn't. Josh glue. Can I just say. Can I just say this bit isn't strong enough as comedy, Paul? Isn't it? No. So is it fact? No. Yes, so it is. It's, it's the uncanny valley that you so often fall into on this pod, Paul. I'm just saying. Being neither funny or truthful. Oh, it was truthful, though. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Why you cannot you... make. You can't make invisible ink from spunk, okay? Joanne Conway was the ice skater that we saw on the front of oh, the I was magazine. Wrong. I was totally wrong. So, yeah, there we go. And the Torval and Dean were huge. They had a number one single with Ravel's Bolero. Yeah. It wasn't them, but I mean, they were... there's Jimmy Cricket. 
more Jimmy Cricket just talking about his life. It's a good one, this. It's extremely 80s, this looking at Very 80s. Didn't you say there was some kind of incident with a, another item that you wanted, but it was stuck behind the... Tis was. Oh, Tis was, was annual. Yeah. And it was jammed between two glass cabinets. And he just said, I'm not getting it out. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't blame him. Why? Would he have to break No, something? he'd have to move two big cabinets made of glass full of oh, toys God. and, and yeah. magazines. You know what I mean? Yeah. So i like, yeah, all right, leave it. There's Phil Cool. Yeah, there's a whole section on impressionists at the time, like Les Dennis dressed up as Boy Ross George. Abbott. Phil Cool was good. Uh, Bobby Davro. Jessica, what did Davro do? George Michael. Uh, Elton John. Gary Wilmot listed here. And then there's a whole section Wilmot called... Wilmot did uh, impressions, didn't he? Pleased to meet you, Bobby Davro, is this article's headline. Uh, and you know what? Also, the first time everyone's ever said out loud the sentence, pleased to meet you, Bobby <laughs> Davro. So... He was big, though. He must have been big. He was. He had a career, didn't he? Started in show business when he was 12 years old. He teamed up with a girl who lived nearby, and they both sang at the local talent contest songs from Sound of Music. Oh, God. They won four years on the trot. So um, many of the big names from that era did come through those those talent well, shows. Do you know what his real name they? is? Bobby Davro isn't his real name, unfortunately. Because, you know, you think Bobby Davro, you think superstar. His real name is Robert Nankerville. No. Nankerville has to go. And his dad's called Bill Nankerville. Bill Nankerville. An ex-Olympic runner who ran 1,500 metres for Britain in the 1948 Olympics. Uh. And then it just basically says, yeah, then he decided he could do songs. Oh, and hang on. Bobby joined his father's business in a discount store. Oh! Ooh. You don't see those anymore, do you, really? No, yes, you, you do, do, but they're kind of like just weird little... like They're like little cheap, pound lands. Yeah, little pound lands. So anyway, Treasure Hunt. I've been watching a bunch of Treasure Hunt recently following the board game that I got. Yeah. That was underwhelming. Is, have you, really? Yeah. No, the board game was, yeah. Although someone is sending us, apparently, Challenge Annika. The board game? Yeah. Okay. So we'll it'll be interesting that, that yeah. So cha- basically, we've done it before, but Treasure Hunt, quiz show, people running around the UK, look, well, Annika Rice and their camera crew in a helicopter darting about some part of the UK looking for clues yeah. that a crew, a couple in a studio, have to use dictionaries and guides and history books yes. to figure out the clues. Right? Always hated it. I've watched it back recently. and it's there's terrible. One thing that, no, I it's really like it now. Fuck. It's really? not. When you watch it back now, because I'm older, I kind of get it more. And also, Annika Rice, dirty little girl. <laughs> what? Seriously. She's, she's flirting there's, the whole time. There's a whole bit where she's in Scotland and she's all like, Oh, you know she's got that really posh voice and she's really quite pretty and she's like yeah. the English Rose kind yeah. of character almost but she's running up to people and kilt and say oh can I get my hands on, what, on what's under there okay oh, oh I can't wait to toss his caber right, okay oh the high, I wouldn't mind having a Highland fling with him okay you think calm down <laughs> <laughs> Seven o'clock on Channel Four. Yeah, you know. I oh, know she was saucy. She was like, she? "Oh, yeah. I'd like to see his cock and balls in my hands." Yeah, she was saucy. I think that's it. But that's what they kind of sold it on. So the dads, you know, the I dads. Guess, uh, I guess she played it up a little bit. But the dads are like, "Oh, come on, she's, this is good." Uh. The character I'd like to say she plays on Treasure Hunt. It's more like the the girl who fits in with the lads. Right. Kind of thing, yeah. One of one she's of the boys. She's not quite yeah. one of them, but they like her being around, kind of thing, because right. she has a laugh. Yeah. Anyway, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't go th- these days, would it? It wouldn't fly these days. The whole no. sort of approach to it. All right, here we go. A couple of facts about Treasure Hunt for you from the Looking Manual. Last year, so would have been eighty-seven. Six thousand viewers applied to take part, and of those who appeared, more than a third have succeeded in directing Annika to the treasure and winning the one thousand pound prize, which is a lot of money back in eighty-eight. I'd yeah, imagine. it's reasonable. The show was originally uh, created in France, and although there have been several European versions, the UK one is the longest running. 
It's fact, isn't it? Uh, there's a bunch of facts there. Because like Channel Four was just like, what? What can we nick off the French treasure hunt? All right, Fort Boyard they nicked as well, didn't they? Ch- countdown. Well, Nick, count- countdown nicked from count- the French. Countdown's a French quiz show originally. Can't wow. see the title of it right now, but yeah, it was originally a French show. Was it Le Countdown? Le Tiki Toki Click Clock. Le Clicky Clock Word Game. Uh, the jumpsuits worn by Annika are now made of the same non split material used for the costumes in Starlight Express at the West End. Oh, wow, this is so 80s. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Starlight Express and had it on a d- double cassette. I liked it because it was roller skating, so I was into roller skating. Yeah, but this, again, it's like cats. It's a bunch of shit happens, and it the song, and then it ends. Yeah. And there's nothing. There's it. nothing happens. Final fact. It's about trains. For the final sake. fact. The whereabouts of treasure hunt clues are surrounded in such secrecy that Annika is confined to her hotel room until the day of the shoot. The only advanced information she is giving is when she's at the starting point of well, her she's takeoff. She's literally confined to her hotel room? Yeah, probably. Who's, I mean, she knows she's in Scotland. Her? It's not like they fly her out from Scotland to right. York. And she went around in a helicopter? Yeah. That must have been a bit risky. Do over and over. Yeah, again. she's running in and out of helicopters, and the blades are spinning the whole time. And, and they crash find... more often than sort of. Uh... Well, there was no big accidents on the five years. It could or have been, they is what I'm saying. Could have been. You know what I mean? One a pissed up pilot one time, or and then something. finally, I don't want to go into it. In I'm great not saying seat. I would have liked that. No, of course. I'm but just, it's saying, just saying it could happen. You know, you hear about you hear about helicopter accidents more than like jumbos, Planes, for example. I guess don't you? Because they do. I, I they can the go down. There was an accident in. Um, in London, in Vauxhall, a few years back. Oh, God, that, yeah. that guy went into the tower in Vauxhall. The fucking tower was on fire. Anyway, Danger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a section here that I want to do another time, actually, and go into it properly, but Cosgrove Hall. Let's we've see. touched Cosgrove Hall before, but we've. I want to do a proper retro on it one day. I can't day see. We have a good... Why didn't you, why did it's, you it's one of the it? few final pages. Sorry. Danger Mouse and his friends from Cosgrove Hall. Is that the, the studio? Cosgrove Hall was the studio that made things like Jamie and the Magic Torch, Danger Mouse, Wind in the Willows. Jamie uh, and the Magic Torch, that's my touchstone. Do you know what, mate? I haven't seen that image in fucking years, years. mate. Him sliding down the helicopter. I need to get a picture helpers. of that. We'll get, I'll take a picture, don't worry. I need a picture of that. I'll take a picture of That's one of you. my earliest ever TV yeah. memories. I was obsessed. And it has the best theme tune of all time, Jamie, Jamie and the Magic Torch. Let's have a bit of that now. Yeah, all right. Come Come on, just right. put it on the show. Yeah. All right. Sleep well, Jamie. <laughs> One of the greatest theme tunes I love to a that. kids show. But to be fair, Cosgrove Hall defined the 80s. I think we should save on this and have a proper deep dive Chilton into it. Chilton and the Wheelies look so excellent as well. Let, let's take it away and we'll do a deep right. dive on it in the near future. I would like right? to talk a bit more about um, Jamie and his magic torch. Duckula, 
alias the Jester, Creepy Crawlies, Reluctant Dragon. Creepy Crawlies, what was that? It's like a stop motion show about bugs. Do you remember? Oh. It's one of their lesser known efforts. Compared I do to not like remember things. that. Yeah. So that's like a forerunner to Trapdoor in a way. Trapdoor would have been earlier, bugs. I reckon. Really? Yeah. So there we go. That was our first dip into the 80s. Oh, it's the music. It's the sounds. Doesn't have a lot. Yeah, the only music artist they really feature in here is Five Star. And quite frankly, they're dull. They're terrible. Let me just give you an example of how dull they are. I think when they, were asked... all, they were Christians, weren't they? As I well, think, I think they were all... It sounds very yeah. like... I can't remember. I think they uh, were all they're devout. Lorraine's favourite food. Hot chocolate biscuits. Wow. Hot chocolate biscuits? Sorry, no, I meant milk chocolate biscuits. <laughs> what is your thing with food? Can I just let everyone know? The other day I was talking about having a bit of a sore throat. And losing my voice. Yeah. And Paul said to me, have have a honey tea. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned this on the last... Yeah. You mentioned it already? Yeah, on the Twitch or the Patreon Oh, well, this is like canon. Anyway, right? Denise from honey Five Star. Honey tea. And I said... Denise well, from what's Five What's honey Star? tea? I said, what's honey tea? Denise well, you know, from Five Tea Star. with honey. And I said, a normal person would say tea with some honey in. Denise from Five There Star. is no such thing as honey tea. Or there may be, Paul, there may be honey tea. But it sounds weird and it's Denise the way... Hot chocolate Star. biscuits. Denise hot from... chocolate biscuits is another example. Denise from Five Star, her favourite food, salad. What a boring cunt. Got to wash... <laughs> Come you know on. what I mean? I don't think she deserves that, Paul. All right, but fucking... What What's she done to you? Boring rotter. <laughs> What would you say your favourite food is? One not item. salad. What, how can you no not be bored? No one's favourite food is salad. I don't know. It's up there for me. There's nothing to a salad. That's, That's what you have with thing. No, it's not. Ah, That's, fuck you. You're wrong, wrong on every count. Salad. Salad. Pro I salad. Sal- I love salad. Oh, no I'm one a, loves salad. I do. I, I Genuinely. No one loves salad Listen, and no one loves you. Salad is a part of Cheap Show that you're just going to have to fucking accept. No, no, <laughs> that's not getting cut into a future <laughs> intro theme. Listen, mate, salad, yes. And also, while we're on that subject, Paul, let me just try again to rehabilitate celery in the public oh. imagination. Go on, you've got five seconds now to give me something that makes celery interesting. Celery, celery, yes, yes, yes. Rub it on my meters, put it on my chest. <laughs> I th- once again, Eli's pulled it out the bag. They came by land, by sea, and through the air. Super Gobots, guardians and renegades prepared for battle. Razor, Spy Eye, Throttle, and Super Duper. Seeking Vamp, Night Fright, and Clutch. Super Gobots, each sold separately, new from Tonka. Who goes there? Spike and Friends. Shannon Lighter, they wear transform reflected badges. Okay. Transformers. In the Transformers Prizes in Disguise game, everyone's a winner. I got a free reflective patch. Superior. Omega Supreme. And eight more, and your patch may disguise an instant prize, like a party with life-size Transformers or electronic voice changers. Or Transformer action cards. Get Transformer reflective patches and game details free in specially marked packages from Hasbro. So we're going to race into the yeah. late 70s, early 80s oh, period. I'm oh. feeling like it. Yeah. Do it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. What words were cool in the 80s? Radical? No, that was 90s, brilliant. wasn't it? I used to say brilliant. That was ice hot. Brilliant. Gear. Didn't they say that was well yeah. gear? No, is it? Is that an 80s thing? That was fab. Dabby dozy. No one said that. That was fan dabby dozy. Was his catchphrase that, that of was... perhaps the creepiest duo of all time. Fan dabby dozy. 
Fan dabby dozy. That was the cranky's catchphrase. That sex was bring... absolutely fan dabby dozy. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> that's they. Someone said that once. Well, and, went, I meant oh, it. Fan dabby dozy. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, fat dabby dozy. Do they do that? Drip. Oh, is that a, a spunk a effect? You've <laughs> <laughs> got Drip spunk it. effects. Yeah, like like a leaky tap. Drip. Paul. Yeah. It's the final segment of the show. Yeah, and we're going to just do a, a quick. We're going to goo it. Deep dive we're into gonna a lot of goo. Plus glue. Press goo. I'll press my glue all over your teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all over your teeth. Yeah. Press it down. I'll squirt and press. All I'll right. So force it into Paul. your teeth gaps. Paul. Don't press your glue on me. Right. What we got? Oh, it's a mystery bag. It's Yay. a mystery bag. Uh, right. Are we going to cover that uh, Moog record? Yeah, but we're going to get through these because I've packed it. Get so it out, then. Get it. Is it Mate. stuff to put in my gob? No. Oh, but I think you might like it more. Oh. So, looking for I toys. Just dip into this sauce in my finger from last Stop. night. Like <laughs> right, you can't touch what I've given you now because oh, these are quite on. classy and nice. I'll wipe it. And now they've got cream, cream and Clive all over them. <laughs> Wash your finger. Look, it's like lucky I've got us clean. No, um, are you? It's dirty. I'm it's about fine. to pass you something. It's fine. It actually, turned my stomach. That whole thing. Because it looked like you just spooned a load of spoff into your mouth on your finger. It's cream and chive. Clive. Dip. It's cl- cream and clive. Well, didn't it used to be called sour cream? Oh, it I is called know. sour cream. Right. Can I'm we focus. Can we continue? Focus. I'm focused. We haven't got much time. And here you fucking start dabbing. I don't have much time, Paul. Well, then stop going off on tangents where you dip your finger in cheese and clive sauce. I just... Cheese right. and clive. Cheese and clive sauce. Just let me blow my nose. Just right. to edit point, yeah? <laughs> Right, so, 70s, 80s toys. I thought we'd go through a quick little meander through some 70s, 80s toys. Now, what I'm about to show you, I've kind of showed you already before, but now he has some friends. So, with that in mind, Eli Silverman, a blast from the past. Do you remember all of these? Oh, he's handed me a bunch of tiny handhelds. Pocketeers. Pocketeers is what the actual name of the the series was called. Bar one of them. All they're all pocketeers. Oh no, they're all pocketeers. But bar one, they cost four pound. Yeah, altogether. Nice. Job lock. Yeah. they're not in the. They're not mint on card. Not are they? in the greatest condition, but they work. Let's go through these. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic, Paul. You know, you might. You know, if you liked one of these a lot, you might want to get one that is in better condition. Yeah, but they basically work. They're not one hundred percent, but they basically work. What you've got there is a tank game. There are four. You little... load the tank. Tank. Yeah, you load it with a ball on a and spring. And there's four pictures of various v- military vehicles that you can shoot down with you. Yeah, you meant to hit that little n- nugget and the picture changes from... Move the light for me, please. Let's somehow I'm going to try and have a little go at this. It's going to have a little go of it. You hit this... Uh, peg. Peg. Yeah, you hit the peg and then what happens? The picture changes, does it? Yeah, to because you move the peg to move the picture along oh, and it makes it look that's... like it's blown it up. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, so you need to aim at the peg to change the picture. So you get the ball bearings to... You load up your chute with ball bearings. As is as, as, as the ones. Uh, oh, you load it. You actually can hold three in at once. Yeah. I'm going to go for this nearest one. All right, go which on. Which is the howitzer. It's like a, an yeah. artillery gun. Aim and fire. Oh. Didn't work. The, the spring might not be its best than it used to have be. Have you looked... Does it? Have you seen the pictures behind it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They, oh! Oh, didn't work. All right, let's move on to the next one. So That's that one's like nice. tank game. I like this one. Would this have had stickers on it originally, do you think? Because it's very plain. No, I think any, that's it. Any think, sort of sign on it. I think that's it. What it's called or whatever. It might have a sticker on the back. This is seventy six. Yeah. Oh wow. At the back, look, Tommy, seven, circa nineteen seventy six, made in Singapore. Oh. oh. I like that. I like these. Next. Next one is ice hockey. Yeah. Now this is a kind of a strange and one. You've got right? four players and a goalie. You're so, trying to get it in the goal, so you're trying to pass it between the players. Is that right? You've got to use the flicky button to flick the ball bearings up the four players. So it's really fucking hard, by the way, this one. And how you, you load you up the it. things. I'm loading up. There's some kind of dial which loads with four. Ah, and then you pass the first one to the first yeah. player in the bottom left. Again, there will be pictures of these on our website. And then you're trying to get it. Oh, it's, no, it hasn't you've worked. You've got to start with that one up the side, haven't you? Which one? This one? No, the what, bottom one, because that will kick it to yeah, there. Yeah, no, I did. But oh, then I'm okay. trying to pass it to that one ah, first. Ah, right, yeah. okay. There you oh. go. Loaded it up. Oh, it's oh. hard. It is hard. It needs a gentle touch. Oh, oh, I've done it. I've passed it to him. All right, good. But pass the. This is a nice one. Yeah. I like this one. Pass the puck, it's yeah. called. Pass the puck. I like the ones where they've got the, uh, the name, the branding. I don't, you know, that one seemed a bit plain with just sort of military It might have had a sticker it. on the back, but that still doesn't help. Tommy Pocket Games, it's yeah. called. It's Pocketeers. Pocketeers, yeah. Well, it doesn't say that on this. It just says Tommy Pocket Games. Perhaps this is even earlier. Maybe. Yeah, it's a good point. You know. I'm going to try and make my second pass. Oh, oh and I've lost it again. Back to the bottom. Right, next one. Oh, and this has got... Oh, it's got the rules, rules on the back. It's got rules. Oh, and it, it's got the rule. And you can play against people, it says. Yeah, I guess you can hand it to people, try and see who gets the most points uh, by jumping the, the highest. Most, yeah. Or maybe who gets the most goals, at the top. Most goals is the winner there. Le Pass de Hockey. Right, next. This the one, not, one, I don't like this I one. I think it's a little broke. I was just about to say, yeah. this is easily my favourite of the three we've seen so oh, far. Oh, really? Easily. I love the design on that. The design I like, but the game I don't think works. What do you mean to do? This is Las Vegas, it's called. And, and you've it's got, got two, it's dice. There are little sort of puck-shaped dice decals in there. And One to six. And there's a sort of maze thing. That they're going through. I think they're meant to start this big area here, and then the you're meant to area. shake oh, I'll them. I'll get them into the big area. Shake them like dice. What does this dial? Well, this at is the what I don't do? understand. Turn it, and I think it vibrates the the space, the playing space. Ah, oh, that's cool. But I don't. I think it's also meant to pop up a little gate to block There's you off. There's a gate, and that doesn't seem to be and working. That doesn't at seem all. to be working. Okay. So yeah, what it does, it goes like that. Vibrates it, and then it will. They'll fall down there. And, you'll and see you've got to get got. them one to Similar six to in a row. Dice. Oh, is that what you have to do? Yeah, I like that. It's a nice little thing, isn't it? Yeah. I love the the design of the sort of play space. The orange and black. And also the sort of beveled corners, the soft mm. corners. Do you know what I mean? It's like the inside of a spaceship or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I like the colouring on that. 1978, this one. Oh. oh, these are just a joy, all of these, Paul. Really? Yeah. And dirt cheap. And Pocketeers. This reminds... Now, this one does say Pocketeers, this next one. Okay. This is Cat and Mouse. Um, it's got another release thing. What do you have to do? And it's got one of these. What would you call that? It's sort of a a revolving oh, loader, sort of. Yeah, ball, this is a, this is a catch game. Top. So you turn the dial at the top. It releases a ball and it goes down the ramp. However, you've got to use the red button to right. f to catch the ball before the cat gets it at the bottom. And if you catch the ball, it sends it to a different area. Oh, right? yeah, I can so see. So it's a catch this game. This is quite a complicated one, isn't You've it? You've got to bounce the ball as it drops at the right time right, to I'm get it. have a go. So good luck. Could you reach round and yeah. uh, release it for me? Do you want me to reach round no, you and, no, and, and, no, and release no, the balls no, down the shaft no, as you kind of no. grab what I drop? Right, here we go. Ready? Just say what. 
Oh, that's gone out. Right, next what, is one. Is that good? Is that good? I'm trying to score. That's gone out as well. Yeah, you've got to be quick. Here we go. Fuck. That's gone out. Release the ball. I missed that one as well. It's gone out. Um, here we go. Oh, come on. Tell me when you're going to do it. I don't know because I can't see, can I? I'm behind you doing it. <laughs> I've missed it. every single one. This is the last one and I missed that as well. Oh, there you go. I scored. Oh, that scored 10. Yeah. There. I was going for that. I could have gone for the second yeah, one. To yeah, score yeah, yeah. five, it's easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's good, isn't it? That's a nice one. What one's that called again? It's Cat and Mouse. Cat and Mouse. Doesn't have a date on the back of that one. Uh, it could be later, couldn't it? Could be later. It looks a little bit like yeah, more new. Um... How much were all of these? So there's six of them. I got yeah. five. Oh, no, all six came together. So, oh, no, that one you've got there, you've already played. That's the... Oh, uh... This is a better version. This has got... Oh, no, no, that's the same one. the same one. Rat this is the Ratatat. So that one I got separately. One. Yeah. And I think that was three quid. And that but... does have a, a sticker on that's still there. That's yeah. Nice, the but the other out. five, they came together as a job lot for £4 altogether. 78, this one is from. Oh, wow. The Ratatat. So the Ratatat was one we featured last time. Yeah, The nice. gangster ball bearing nice. game. And then this. Now, this is what I remember having as a kid when I was young. Catch. This is very, very simple one, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice primary colours. I like these earlier ones. It's a real shame about the damage to the sticker here. The sticker has to be there as well, because part of the game is like, it's like a pinchinko thing. <clears throat> you roll, you scroll the balls, they drop down, and then you grab them at the bottom as they come out. And then there's zero or one point, I guess. Yeah, it'll either fall down to the bottom in zero, or, or you'll catch it and drop it into the five into point. the hole there. Yeah. That's the hole for the five-point hole. So, yes, yeah, so you move all the ball bearings to the top, and then just let them cascade down, and you grab as many as you can. These are things that will just never be made on this scale ever again. No. Will they? I don't... There's no point in tactile toys anymore. And yet I... I caught one. Hey, well done. But I love them, and I miss them. Tommy made so many things in my childhood I just Crazy. love. The, the tower puzzle games, the water oh, pumping puzzle games you know all those things the pocketeers the... these are a joy to me i've and also when got can a... i have my wow back well me and biffo we're gonna oh you're gonna be there on wednesday as well well what time do you start well like one ish and then you can go whenever i need to then come back as well yeah i know and dj all right we'll get the videos done but we're gonna do an episode all about these tommy wows can and ours that... and... yeah because i've also got one more that i haven't brought with me today which is a little bit different called starcades i think they're called ah with a bit more kind of upright. Is that Tommy as well? Yeah. Tommy just made clockwork, toys and... Ga- but that, that three, there was that was a series. The Arg, Wow, and Yar. And Yar. Yeah. And nice little family. These are all part of the same kind of family tree of Tommy toys. Yeah, but those are larger and were all oh, have a, yeah, mecha- much more a elaborate aspect. Is yeah, it? Right. much more yeah. elaborate. But I'm happy I've got these. They look really nice on a shelf. And I, can, I, I generally, every now and then... Fiddle with them for a bit. Lovely. If I was going to pick a favourite from You're these You're going to pick today, a favourite from Drop Ball, Cat and Mouse, I mean, Pop, I, Puck, Las Vegas. In terms of the look, I like Las Vegas the most. Yeah. I would if I, I would put that on my shelf. You know, I love that. Yeah. The design. Playability, probably Cat and Mouse. It seems like an actual challenge. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ch- Cat and Mouse as well. It's sort of... You're going for the highest score possible, so you kind of can com- complete that. I like, I do like that drop one though. I like that because it's simple, but it's. I reckon it's a fairer game. I love the colours on the drop. Green, drop. orange. It, what was it called? Do- drop and drop and catch. Drop and catch. Yeah, it's all gone dark in here in the house of pickles. It has gone dark. Hasn't the it? sun has set. The sun has set. Oh, the, what, will the bats the, come? The darkness is coming. The darkness is encroaching into the it's fetid gone. corners. It has gotten dark, hasn't it? It's yeah. become more intimate a space all of a sudden. I know. Ooh. 
let's crack on. <laughs> so that's. I just wanted to get those out of the way. I wanted to show them off. Yeah. Because uh, again, six, and I got. I spent f- maybe six quid on all of it. Love it. Cheap show. And these yeah. stuff I wish I had it as a kid. I bought one. I never did. So I'm I not going to go crazy and buy a load. But it's I, funny, isn't it? You nice. see stuff when you're a kid, and yeah, it's there, and then it isn't there anymore. And you know? now we can reach j- just like that. Can see it just like that. We can reach but out. There are certain and buy things that just uh, just aren't. Yeah, certain ephemera like uh, that show. Do it. Yeah, that you know existed. Do you know what my personal one of those is? What in the science museum in London? Yeah, they used to have a body section mm-hmm. where you walked through, and there were there's a bit about the heart. Yeah, and there were these short films about fear that they showed. Right. In a little booth in one of these little exhibits in this heart section. Okay. And one of them was this guy who wakes up in the middle of the night and sees a shadow. And you can hear this as his heart gets bigger. He sees this shadow and it's like, and then it's a cat. And it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And the other part of it was a guy on a cliff and he's, ah, he's bleeding and he sort of falls and he's like, ah. But the bit where he sees the shadow is like, it's like got those. It's got that feel of those um, public information films from the 70s. Don't pick up the sparkler. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, those ones, yeah. That are deeply disturbing. I'm and going the, to fly my kite, the kite in the one, field yeah. next yeah. to the big electric Of course, pylon. there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, Scarfuck is the the fake one of those. The what? Scarfuck. Scarf, Scarfog. What's that? Scarfog? You know, it's a make-believe place that some people have done. It's an art thing. They've I've made never up. heard of this. It's a sort of mid-70s... A fictional place that existed in the 70s yeah, where... Yeah, it's very dark and it's got all that All these vibe. kids were Haven't injured. Haven't you ever or... seen it? No. Scarfuck. You must have seen Scarfuck. I mean, it might be something I've not subconsciously picked up on, but it's I've seen it. You know what I mean? It's all using sort of BBC, children's TV, well, well, all of that well, stuff, well. and the public information films. There Charlie was actual... says, yeah. don't accept fish off a man in a van. Yeah, that's another one, isn't it? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. But anyway, that was my one. We should bring back those and I videos. Can't, you t- Shut up. I play the boy and you play the Charlie the cat. Why? Because that would be funny. Imagine if you're Charlie the cat going, wow, wow, wow. Why would that be funny? And I go, Charlie says, I can't go home with you today, Mr. Grumbly. Paul, I was just trying to say, that film. Yeah. I want to suck no, your No, cock. no, 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 no. What? No. Don't try and just bring a character back on no pretext. How much? <laughs> the B-side. Oh, that's out of a character. I like that character. What I'm going to do? Shut up is what you got to do. Got to put another song on. Paul. On the B-side. Are we going to... You what? Are we rapping? This... How am I meant... How am I meant to cut with a song just like that? You've got to... What am I meant to put on the B-side? We don't need Speaking a B-side. Speaking of a B-side, segue into a quick jaunt through the platters of the 80s. And I think you're right. What we were going to play will save for a proper All right. dive because it's a little bit special. I think we should, yeah. And I think you're right because I think you've got a few other things you want to get out as well. So let's bank it and, without saying too much, have another Moog special soon. Uh, Moog, mm. Moog 3. What will be the what be the pun for that? What's a, 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 what's a Godfather 3? What's a famous Ele- third electric Moogaloo? That's, that's already been done, though. I think someone suggested well, we do it. Well, that's why I'm saying let's do another thing that was All as right, clever okay, as that, so, but um, come up with it now. Uh... Have I got Moog for you? Hey! <laughs> Sorry. I, I like oh. it. Now, that's what I call Moog Volume 3. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Got there. Okay, so we're going to cover the. This. So, well, it's, it's just, just that, then. That's the only thing you've got, isn't it? No, I've got another one as well, that one that you got me. We'll oh, talk yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. So, I found this in a charity shop, and it is 
Or did someone? No, I did get it in a charity shop. Yeah, I did. Yes. I panicked then for a minute, thinking it might have been a PO box thing. But this is a 12 inch of Harry Enfield, comedian, doing his loads of money doing up the house. And side one is a doing up the house Turbo Nutter remix. Side two is the interesting one because it has the single on, written by what year was it? 1988. And the song is written by uh, Charlie Higson, Paul Whitehouse. Harry Enfield. It was uh, his biggest character up till then. Well, he was known as Stavros before that, wasn't he? He did Stavros, I think, on Saturday Live, yes. didn't he? And actually, I think hit. all those characters came from that. That was a hit, Stavros. But the real breakout was loads of money. What was loads of money? It was huge. And it was also almost the sort of beginning of that whole sort of um, cycle of comedians being almost as big as pop stars, which, which came to a head with... The Mary Whitehouse experience, yeah, it? you know what uh, I mean. Newman and Bedell's tours. This guy, he was doing that kind of stuff. It was huge, and this record, I'm sure, was number one. Maybe I, I think I this was the number one. Remember. You always, you don't always see the 12 inch version, but in charity shops you see the uh, yeah seven inch. And someone called Tara T has taken the time to write on this. Cause this was coveted by the owner Tara T at the time. Oh, you know, she wanted to make sure that didn't end up in someone else's collection. What year did she say she got it? Oh, look, seven five eighty eight. Ah, ah. Tara T. She put the date on there. Yeah, good old Tara T. Now, it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of good. I think it's going to be... Let's just play a little bit of it, and then we'll talk about that, the point of the character. Oh, you! Shut your mouth and look at my wad! Loads of money! Into money. Loads of money. I know. I know. I know. It's low to money. L-O-D-S of E-M-O-N-E What's a spell? Loads of money, probably. Made a right load of finishing knowledge this week. Well, let's watch out for the ladies. Loads of, loads of, loads of. So yeah, loads of money. It was like a, sp- it was a kind of an Alf Garnet thing, where it was like a spoof of a type of character, a greedy then- Thatcherite working class builder, boomer. basically. What they would call a, a boomer. No, part of the- yeah, that character is from the bo- baby boomer generation. No, younger, is it? Yeah, is it? All right, okay, uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't quite know. But anyway, yeah. The point is that yeah, it was meant to be a satire of the selfish Thatcherite Tory supporting self-made cunt. Yeah, you know. And it was all like loads of money. Yeah, yeah. You what? It's kind of ill-educated, but nouveau riche because of all the money. Yes. And rubs it in your face. Yeah. And it's like I don't give a fuck about you or the poor. Yeah. The problem is there are a lot of people like him who like that character. Yeah. So it's the, the satire. On it effect. It's the satire paradox happened big on that, didn't it? Yeah. Basically, and that's why it was so huge. But people were like consuming it unironically. They're just like, oh, he's kind of cool, like loads of money. You yeah. Know? He's, he says what he feels. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. it. Yeah. But the so that but, happened. But it is amusing. The character's fucking funny. It's a great creation, isn't it? Harry like, Enfield certainly in the first part of his career just created the most amazing characters. Funny, funny characters. Loads of money in Stavros for great characters, and then. 
he kind of burnt them off, killed them off to some extent. Yeah, and then, you, but how sick of loads of money do you think he got? But then think before about before even you know, like. But, but then think about the BBC show he did, where all of a sudden it was like only me. Yeah, and that was huge I as well. Believe yeah. he wanted to do that. I know. And then he was saying that for years. Yeah, yeah. And then like smashing nicey. He was just a great comedian, I think, Harry Enfield. We've said this before, but I think one of the finest British bits of comedy ever is. The ninety minute or the sixty minute, whatever it is, smashy and nice, smashy and nice, end of an era. Oh wow! Which is just fucking yeah. absolutely Fantastic dense comedy. with yeah. great character comedy, great pastiche, uh, you know, great satire. Yeah, packed with gags, foreground and background. Yeah. It's just fucking yeah. dense. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I agree. So this is a an eighties track, and it's it references a lot of things. So you've got the Michael Caine impression that starts it my name is loads of money and he's also like got a football supporter thing going got that chanty thing yeah. <laughs> which like... i find fucking hilarious yeah yeah and um and it also references pump up the volume by yes. mars doesn't it yeah because that was yeah. the big breakthrough pump up dance the volume hit. pump up the volume pump up the volume dance dance, dance. yeah so anyway but the b-side which is it on doesn't have our year on it though our year. This our year later than this doesn't have know. a put the needle on the record doesn't have that no. on either but it does reference there's other references in there then they've got another mix on the on the flip no no well the, the a-side is the 12 inch remix the b-side's the original single but yeah on, which would have been the seven inch but it's so also you've got, got yeah. the b-side on it as well which would have been obviously the b the whole of the b-side yeah. on the seven inch yeah which is hilarious, funny as fuck. Because well, it, you have a bit of that. Yeah, let's play a little bit of that now. What? I got to do a song then. Oh right. What that song I done the other day? Yeah. What one's that then? You know, I, you done it. What? What one's that? You know, that song. What the one I done the other day? Yeah. Oh, all right then. One, two, three, four. You got a tape running? Yeah. All right. One, two, three, four. We suffer Shut up, I'm singing. Hey, hey, have a Lance. Is that enough? So it sound all right? We do that as a take. And yeah, it's kind of like the joke. I love it. There's, yeah. there's been a few jokes about a comedian doesn't know what to do on the B side, so that's the joke of the B side. Yes. Like Morris Minor of the Mages, yeah. like Morecambe and Wise. But that sounds like it was improvised and it's just like just him doing, just, doing, just doing going, the character. You know I mean, to be yeah. fair, it was like, on the B side! Yeah, it was literally like. Thank that, God yeah. I did that character first before hearing that, otherwise it'd have been like, Paul, you're such a card! <laughs> you can't think of anything original! Well, you can't. But, yeah. No, I can't, but yeah. you know, I don't like you pointing, pointing it out, out on the my sources, podcast. yeah, when you don't even know what they are. So, anyway, I like, I kind of like that. I, I think I like it more for the B side's cheek than anything yeah, else, I but do. Uh, that's a nice choice. The second one, You Got Me. Tell me about how you found it. Uh, I was I in got... Reckless Records. Sorry, say again. You got this. Uh, Reckless Records in Soho, I believe. Uh, they have a section of uh, movie-based and also exotica and miscellaneous yeah. uh, seven inches, which I always go through. Uh, and they've got there, for 12 quid, which I think is just a bit of a, too much, the um, Stephen Hawking version of the Galaxy song by uh, Monty Python. Yeah, I saw Picture that. Picture disc is 12 quid. Mm. Yeah. I could just do that for uh, Eric, you now. Erica Half a B they've got on seven inch as well, which I'm sorely tempted to buy. 
All right. I like that. You, but and you I can collect buy... Monty Python 7s. But they've brought out a reason. Or there was a new Monty Python Sings album that came out a few years ago that they have. I know, but I'm interested in singles. That's the thing. Yeah. I like the singles. All right. Okay, That's, fine. So I'm more of an I'm album tempted. person. Uh, they, but And also, that is the fabled section where I picked up Winky as well. Is it? Yes. So they've got oh, good stuff there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw this, thought of you because you're a fan of the film. You're not really, but you're sort of, you're uh, interested in the I film. I'm fascinated with it, yeah. And it's the Howard the Duck music on 7-inch. Um, Howard the Duck, the band's name is Dolby's Cube, but it is... Cherry Bomb in the film. Oh, they're called Cherry Bomb in the film. And yes. Dolby's Cube is just, what's he called? Thomas Dolby. Thomas Dolby, yeah. Who, whose big hit was... She Blinded Me With Science. And then hyperactive. And hyperactive, yeah. yeah. So he was kind of like an experimental, I guess he comes from that kind of electronica pop art, new wave sound. What? What? Yeah. Yeah? Sort of new wave I'm not synth, talking about my arse. Synth, yeah. yeah. New wave synth pop sort of stuff. But someone said... That you know, is a new wavey hit. Um, she blinded me with science. Very it's much a bit so. discordant it's a bit like weird. It's Oingo Bongo as well. Yeah, and yeah, Devo. It is. A bit like that sort of stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, B-52s. And can, B-52s. Fringe kind it's of that pop. kind of uh, area, definitely. But Fringy synth pop. I don't know who thought, you know who we need to do, who we need to get a hold of, to write the hot songs for our How the Duck movie? Thomas Dolby. Well, you know, he d- but then he had a long career in film music after this. He, he kept had a doing very it, interesting it? film yeah. career. I think there's a good Todd in the Shadows all about. She you blinded know, with me of science. Yeah, and then his later career. Hands, yeah. And ultimately helped create polyphonic ringtones, which changed Oh, phones. he did that. So he yeah. made his money, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Although so I, I always thought he was also the same guy who invented Dolby Surround no, Sound. he's not. But he's no, not. He's absolutely not. That was his brother, Ken Dolby. No, no, it wasn't. Ken, it was. Ken Dolby invented Dolby Surround. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is he friends with Lenticular? No, he isn't. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. How much? I want to suck your dick. Look, all the characters milling about in the, I'm just the side about. corridor. I'm just pouring them out the bin. Just tell your characters to go down a few segments. Yeah? Yeah. Perhaps jump into the void at the end of the podcast. You know what? Just I'm just going to take a few minutes just to have some time alone up there for a oh, bit. Bear really? with me. Bear with me. Paul. Paul.
you had a little... Yeah, you know, I just had to have a slight soliloquy to myself. Up there, fine. Did you yeah, look at the I, void? I, I did. Right. It stared back at me. <laughs> now, <laughs> have we played a clip of that yet? No! Yet? <laughs> right, then, um, let's play a clip of the theme song from Howard the Duck by Cherry Bomb, Howard the Duck. <laughs> I like it, but it's trash. Terrible. I do like it. What's one side is better though? How are the ducks better than Don't Turn Away? The, Don't the, Turn Away the is the ballad that they put in the film. That is just. It kind of works in the film because you're distracted by all the visual stuff. But when you hear it on its own, you just think how you just realise how empty it is. I'm gonna play a little bit of that now. God, give us the fucking loud synth and the rock guitar of at least. The it's very um, almost hearing the Lurton News, isn't it? It's a bit. It's, it's a little of, bit. And also, for some reason, the mix doesn't quite sound as good as the film mix because when it does the right. Howard the Duck guitar solo, it sounds a bit more rocking and on full the film. on. Yeah. But on the mix, on that, it feels quite low. It, yeah, it's very low. The guitar doesn't oh, really poke through. But at I'm all. delighted you found that for me because I, 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 again, I, I you collect stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's got a picture. Of Howard the Duck coming out the egg. That was the poster, wasn't it? Yeah. Am I right in thinking Howard the Duck, the first true MCU film? It is the first official Marvel car m- movie. That actually, they were actually involved. They were the uh, studio. As far as I know. Because they were Spider-Man, sort of made-for-TV Spider-Man films. Yeah, where he was in his baggy suit. Yeah. And uh, from the 70s, and he just sort of chucks a rope up. And yeah, he's like he going up a chucks rope. Chucks a rope up a big, oh, there's a conveniently placed ledge. Yeah, I'll yeah. throw it on that and then yeah. swing like a monkey. Yeah, it didn't look good. They didn't have the effects to do no. Spider-Man, did they? But they tried. Yeah. They did try. So I believe, yes, officially speaking, it's the first ever proper Marvel movie. But it was a, it had a strange tonal problem in that it was about a sort of cartoony duck. When your kid's adventure space. film starts with a shot largely of a female duck in the bath of their tits out. You kind of go, why was yeah. that an appropriate choice? It's strange. Very I can strange. understand the joke of there being female ducks in a bath. Just They're duck suds. people, though, aren't they? Add suds. I don't need to see. And then he reads Play Duck. 
Yeah. And like, there's a duck it's in It's all sort of weirdly sexualized. So the first half is this weird kind of weird tonal mismatch of like crime noir, fish out of water kind of plot, and yeah. then seedy, grubby kind of backstreets. And you're in the 80s when like backstreet thugs weren't just thugs. They, they had to fall out of some post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah, yeah. Like some guy comes out of the dog and goes, I'm going to get you, buddy. Yeah, right. It's all that crazy They ducky. always have this weird sort of um, all in different clothes as well, yeah. sort of with different types of ripped T-shirts, punks in and 80s Leather movies. jackets yeah. and like spiked helmets and yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Might as well fucking wank off in this shoe. <laughs> what? Are you all right? <laughs> no. Of course I'm not. Now, How the Duck, though, has a scene where How the Duck works in a kind of sleazy sex house. And there's like sex right. and dirty towels everywhere. It's, it's not just and oily. Not, yeah, it's really. And then the second half is basically men in black, but a guy gets taken over by an alien and races to try to bring down the evil overlords. Okay, so it doesn't, it's the a plot race doesn't adventure. make sense either. Really. No. And the second half is where I would say the fun comes okay. in, the stop motion monsters. There is some fun to be had there. Yeah. The, the roadside diner scene where All he right. goes mad. Great. But overall, the film, it's too weird and nasty and a bit adult for kids. It, the adults will probably think it's a movie about a fucking duck. Yeah. Yeah. Although, again, famously, Leah Thompson and the quasi-sexy seduction scene of a duck in bed with her near pants, and it's just really awkward to watch. Really? It's awkward to watch. And she gives him a big feather boner. Oh, yeah. Five out of ten popcorn bags. <laughs> Fucking hell. So there we go, Howl the Duck. And that is our... Oh, wrap it up, because Eli has to gamble his money away tonight. That's why we're doing this on the fly. Right. Oh, that's it. Well, thank you for my trip back to the late 70s, early 80s edition of Cheap Show that I put effort into correcting. I enjoyed it, Paul. But unfortunately, we're on Eli's dime and he has to go gambling <laughs> not tonight. On my dime. So uh, that's it. The episode's over, ladies Listen, and gentlemen. Mate. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, the episode's over. We've got to wrap this up. Eli doing the whole wrapping up motion. <laughs> we're wrapping it up because Eli's got more important things to do than entertain you, his loyal and dear listeners Fucking who don't. he doesn't care about stop trying he to shame more, me he cares more about rolling a dice stop pulling he back cares the more fucking about, meat he keeps rolling the dice stop pulling the meat truck out I'll pull out every truck I can meat water truck ice truck yeah ice cream truck name another candy truck candy floss ice truck chip truck candy floss truck candy floss truck chip truck chip truck <laughs> try saying that chip sweet truck. truck truck sweet shop truck sweet shop truck I'll pull them all out. Those last three weren't real trucks. They were. They are all trucks that I've seen in my life. No, they're not. A van came round. That was that. Yeah. Came round where? Came round my place. Came yeah. Round mine. <laughs> selling candy floss, ringing a bell. What did it do? He rang a when bell. It came, and came round. Came round and got candy floss. Come round here. All sweets. He had a sweet shop there? in his van. Did he go round there. And he went round there and came round there and he used and to ring a bell. What kind of van was he? It was like a big black van that had a big opening that you could go into. It had a sweet shop inside. Oh yeah. And candy floss, and he rang a bell coming down the street. He no, rang he a bell. Didn't. He did. He rang a big there bell was out a the candy, window. Candy floss van. We called it the candy floss van, but it was more Why? like a sweet shop van. What? He just drove up and down the street. We well, didn't night. have those. Did it have ice creams? No, there was an ice cream van for that. It was a separate van selling sweets. Yeah. Did it have pictures of back. sweets on it? No, because you used to go into the back. You step uh, onto a step, and there was like and then rows and racks. And then he'd be at the door on the way back. Are you joking? No. And then we'd just buy all the sweets there. No wonder you're so disturbed. And then there was a chip shop van in Cambridge when I lived there. Friday nights, chip five van, o'clock. Yeah, chip van, chip van yeah. used to drive around. Yeah. Good portion of chips. Anyway, they're the stories and memories I have, but we don't have time for them because Eli has to we go have time. gambling. I always have time no, for you, Paul. No, Why don't no. you come along? No, I don't Why want to. Why don't it. you come along? I don't want to go to come a on. seedy, sordid nights of wayward so minds and risky business. You're weird. You're really moralistic about gambling. Have I don't, you, I'm not have, comfortable with it. Has anyone close to you been destroyed by it? 
No, I just don't like it. Well, because that would be a reason. Do you ever, have you ever put, you've put money into a slot machine, haven't you? Maybe once or twice. Had a scratch twice. card? Had a dirty I've never had a scratch card. No, I just, there's something about gambling I don't like. I don't like the risk of it. I don't like having money in my hand one minute and then going, oh, but I might not have it in one minute's time because I've just done this instead. Yeah, you might have double it. Yeah, but that's, no, I don't believe the odds are ever in my favour. I am not a particularly well, lucky person. Not. So I don't like to roll the dice on shit like that's, that. There's no such thing as luck. I don't care. So I don't do it. All right, fine. It's it's a, it's a tangent within my life. I, can, I don't I can need see to you're not investigate. Interested, but you yeah. do, you seems to go further than that. No, there's no real reason. There's no big bird, no one in my path. Come on, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't go mad this week. Yeah. No, goodness, we shouldn't go mad every week. It's nice. It's lovely. But you've made it abundantly clear you're tired of this and you want to go gambling. I'm not. So not that we're I'm tired. Gonna, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, Thank you for listening to Cheap Show. I've been Paul Gannon and I've been it, Eli Silverman. Thank you so much. If you are a patron of the show, thank you for supporting, supporting us, us on Patreon. If you are a Patreon supporter. We do really appreciate it. I, if- can I just say now, for the Patreons and anyone who's thinking of uh, supporting the show, Paul, yeah. I've been completely underpantless while during this episode. He's been full commando. So maybe that has uh, affected somewhat my my delivery. I haven't got the tightness around there. You know, I've got more of a soft nuzzle, nuzzle floss. I've got a, la- a fliffle fluffle. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> right, so. Fliffle fluffle in the pantos. If I'm you getting would a like very to soft, decide. I'm getting a very to. soft denim nusslage, basically. That's the phrase I wanted to use, Paul. A denim La- nusslage. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you I now just wanted can- to say denim nusslage. My balls are being whoa, whoa, caressed whoa. by the denim nusslage. I've got a seam running straight up the side crack of my balls. Straight up there. Ooh. Lift the seam. It's like a ball basket. <laughs> I'm just going to let you sight yourself out so I can carry on. Oh, yeah. On with you the never will. You're lucky I'm pressed for time. You're lucky. Well, good. So that what? You're lucky no, I'm you... pressed for time. I'll tell you what. Come I'm on, finish gonna... the show. Here we go. Do you want to know me... what my Twitter sh- name is? No. Yeah, what's your Twitter name? What it's Eli it? Snoidy, L-I-S-N-R-I-D. That's good. Where... You can follow me on Twitter. Yeah. You can, can't you? People know about nusslage. People know about right. celery. All right, sorry. We're pressed for time, so let me just get on with this. All right. So um, if you want to email us, you can at the cheap show pod forward slash at <laughs> shit. Gmail. Gmail.com. The cheap show pod at gmail.com. And that would be great if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter. My account is at Paul Gannon Show. That's spelled at P A. Why are you doing this? Stop U- taking too much time. I'm getting in the L- shower. G- I have to shower. A. I've built up quite a nuzzle. N- it's an old friction. N- friction with the nuzzle. N. Little fluffy balls of, S- of semi damp nuzzle. H. Little. O. W. Shut up. And of course, we have our Cheap Show account itself uh, at well, the Cheap Show Pod. T. I'm going to miss the H- buy-in for the tournament, e- Paul. C- and then I won't be able to play. H- You're going to ruin my whole night with this. E. Shit. A. I already said. P. S. <laughs> H. Get out o- of my room. W. And if you want to send anything to us on the P.O. Box, you can. We have a P.O. Box address. It is Cheap Show, P.O. Box, 1279, Harrow, H-A-3-3-N. 
S. Right, that's it for another week. That's it. Thank you for joining us on Cheap Shoot, the Economy Comedy Podcast, and we'll see you same time, same place, unless you listen to it in a different time and a different place. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, you come back now, have you? I want to say goodbye. I want right, to do a good job, Say Paul. goodbye. You just... Go, Oh, me. mate, I haven't recorded this. We're going to have to start again. Shut Can we up. Do this whole segment I don't again? even believe you. I didn't believe you for one second. Just fucking have some dignity <laughs> and respect. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Maybe prioritise the audience and I'm podcast fucking, audience over I've, your own addictions. Listen, mate, you could have come round here That's earlier. It, I did come round here earlier. You did not. And you were too busy you playing your records. I'm just trying to have I a nice, put a nice ready. environment for us to record in. Well, you failed. I did get the room you ready. You failed. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be late. It's unfortunate this has had to end on such a sour Fucking note. <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> Bye-bye. Now, Hordak reveals the most gruesome trap ever. The Horde Slime Pit. The what? The Slime Pit. Now, Spike, or you're my slave. Not the slime. Yes, my slime will overpower you. I've been slime. No one escapes the evil Horde Slime Pit. The evil Horde Slime Pit. New from the Masters of the Universe. You put it together. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. This is the future, yours to create and control with Capsella. See-through capsules come together in a snap. Motors turn, gears mesh. Build a solar station. Design a rover to explore the unknown. Invent a space-age submarine. And now, Capsella's 17-function computerized remote control. An infrared wireless keyboard that programs up to 94 commands. Now the future is yours to create and control with Capsella.